Lord, everybody. And we just want to welcome our NCM friends and family. And uh, thank you for inviting us into your homes today. And uh, thank you for tuning in on Facebook and, and YouTube and all of our other uh, social media services. So first of all, before I even get started, I want to say, you see these people in this picture? I miss you guys. Like a lot. Hallelujah. Anyways, praise the Lord. Um, it is good to be back in your, in your homes again and preaching uh, the uncompromised Word of God. Amen. So uh, we're going to get ready to, uh, to sow today. And um, I want to read a couple of verses out of the Passion Translation. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, uh, it says, Glorify God with all of your wealth, honoring Him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. Verse 10, then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. An uncontainable source of inner joy. And uh, Psalms 41, verse 1, God always blesses those who are kind to the poor and helpless. They're the first ones God helps when they find themselves in any trouble. The Lord will preserve and protect them. They'll be honored and esteemed while their enemies are defeated. When they are sick, God will restore them. Lying upon their bed of suffering, he will rise them up again, raise them up again, and restore them back to health. Why? Because you're honoring God with your very best. Philippians 4.19, I'm still in the passion. He says, Paul says, I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through the anointed one, Jesus Christ. And verse 23, may every one of you, this is you, I'm talking to every one of you right now, overflow with the grace and the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ. May every one of you overflow with the grace and the favor of the Lord, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Now here's a, um, I read this over, I pray this over you, and I'm going to pray this over you right now. I uh, thank you, Lord, the spirit of debt is destroyed over our lives and over this local church because of the anointing today. We are the lender and not the borrower. We are the head and not the tail. We are blessed coming in. We are blessed going out. The Father daily loads us with benefits, and he causes his blessings to overtake us today. Wealth and riches are in our homes. We increase more and more. God has given us power. He's given us power to get wealth, to establish his kingdom here in the earth, and millions are now hearing the gospel and receiving Jesus as their Lord. We are plenteous in goods, for God has given us um, richly all things to enjoy today. This blessing of the Lord has made us rich. Adding no sorrow with it, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Abraham's blessings are ours today. The devourer is rebuked for our sakes. He cannot destroy the fruits of our ground. All of these promises are ours by faith. Our faith works by love. So we constantly walk in the light and in love and in the word. The wicked one touches us not. Our hearts are fixed. We're trusting in the Lord today. We hold fast to our confession of faith. We are the debt-free redeemed of the Lord, and we say so in Jesus' name. And all the saints said, Amen! Amen! If that don't get you happy and hollering, read it again. 
<laughs> so if you like to give online, uh, just go to newcovenantchurch.ca, click on the donate button, follow the instructions there. If you want to uh, uh, do it by mail, you can uh, mail us uh, our P.O. Box uh, 28063, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, B2W6E is an elephant, 2. And I'm here on Wednesdays from uh, uh, 10 to 2 if you like to take advantage of our system and uh, drop off your offerings that way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We sow. And I like that. Uh, uh, uh. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best. With your very best. Just give him your best. Why? Because he gives you his best. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's get into some word. Are you ready? Glory to God. Uh, Pastor Gary's New Year's revelations, resolutions, but they're revelatory. Amen. Number one, believe in the Lord your God so you'll be established. Believe in his prophets so you prosper. Uh, number two, fear not. Number three, you are complete in him. Uh, number four, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Uh, number five, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Now, let me tell you something, too. Um, about this, uh, Pastor Gary's New Year's uh, revelations, I was thinking about this the other day, and... Um, all five of those came true to us, to Shirley and I, um, in regards to our house. When pastors were, um, they were living over on Cambridge Drive and, and they moved into this new place. And after a while, they said, uh, we should move there. And we're thinking, there's no way we can move there. We can't own a house. We just came off of uh, OPD, which is orderly payment of debt, which is a step before going bankrupt. And... Um, Pastor said, just come on, do it. So again, believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. We, we took pastor's word and believed it and did it and we acted upon it. We went on this property that we walked around and grabbed the rock off of that property and placed it on our, washed it off first, placed it on our kitchen table. Every time we said our, our blessing of the food, we, we, and we put a piece of tape on that rock and said our home. And every time we prayed, we, we slapped that rock and said, thank you, Lord, for our new home. Thank you, Lord, for our new home. Why? Because we believe the prophet, so you shall prosper. And we did that and did that. And, and um, if you go to one you know, go to our house and you can see it brand new. Why? Because we believed in the Lord. We come on. We believed in a in our in our prophet, the prophet of this house, the prophet of New Covenant Ministries, Pastor Gary Hooper, and and we did prosper. And our house is a blessing. It's so it's so nice. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know, uh, I want to talk to you about it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It was God's good pleasure to give us. A new house. It blessed us. Blessed him. Hallelujah. So, bedrock truth. God cannot lie. His word is true. We can trust in him today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as he is, so are we. And God is a good God. God is a good God. So I want to talk to you about it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom today. So with that in mind, let's go to 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 1. Woo! First Corinthians 1 1. Woo! Come on. It says, Paul, 
called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Verse 3, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I like verse 2. Um, to those that are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be saints. That is us. That is you. Um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 3 in the Message Bible says, May all the gifts and benefits that come from God our Father and the Master Jesus Christ be yours today. Living Bible says in verse 3, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you all of his blessings and great peace of heart and great peace of mind. In this day and age, we need peace in our hearts and in our minds. Amen? Uh, the Passion Translation, it says... Um, Verse 1, from Paul, divinely appointed to, to the plan of God, to be an apostle of the anointed one, Jesus, our fellow believer, Sosthenes, joins me in writing you this letter addressed to the community of God throughout the city of Corinth. Look at, listen to this. For you have been made pure. You. You, you. You have been made pure, set apart in the anointed one, Jesus, and God has invited you to be his devoted and his holy people. And not only you, but everyone everywhere who calls on the name of the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, as their Lord and also ours. I need to read that part again. It's just that good. For you have been made pure. You have been made pure. You have been set apart in the anointed one, Jesus. And God has invited you to be his devoted and his holy people. And not only you, but everyone everywhere who calls on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and also ours. Amen. Verse 3, may joyous grace and endless peace be yours continually from our Father God and from our Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Come on. That is a, that's some amazing stuff right there. God has invited us. He has a, he's called us. Um, with that in mind, let's go to uh, Romans chapter 10, please. Romans chapter 10. Let me know when you're there. Woo! Verse 8. <clears throat> it says, But what saith it? The word is near nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, which I'm preaching. Here's the point. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, just going back to um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, what I read it in the in the Passion Translation in verse the second part of verse 2, God has invited you to be his devoted and his holy people. Well, how do you answer your invitation? Verse 9 of Romans chapter 10, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. What are we talking about here? It is your father's good pleasure. 
Well, he wants you to be saved. For with the, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, for the scripture says, whosoever, and you're a whosoever, believes on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. Um, New Living Translation, verse 10, it says, it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. So you're not going to be ashamed. You're not going to be disgraced. In the Passion Translation, it says that uh, the heart believes in him, the heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness of God, and then the mouth gives thanks unto salvation. With your mouth, you will give thanks. Thank you, Lord, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. What is salvation? It's, out, it's being saved, born again, healed, delivered. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, I'm delivered. Thank you, Lord, I'm set free. Thank you, Lord, I'm debt free. What are you doing? You're thanking him unto your salvation. The more you thank him, the better you get. You can thank him till you're happy. Amen? So it says, And then the mouth gives thanks until salvation. For the scripture encourages us with these words, Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. So he said, You'll, not be a dis- uh, you'll never be ashamed. You'll never be disgraced. And you will never be disappointed. Come on! What a God we serve. What a God we serve. I remember when I was uh, going to church with my grandfather, and uh, he was a pastor. And I always told him when I was around six, seven years old, Grandpa, I want to be like you when I grow up. And uh, here I am. I spoke that. But every Sunday night, um, they would have, uh, you know, it's kind of like a res- revival service and they'd always, uh, anybody wants to get saved, put your, you know, come to the front. I would go every week because I didn't want to miss God. I get saved every week. <laughs> I just didn't want to miss God. And uh, I didn't. Praise the Lord, I'm here. <laughs> I took him to some places, but praise God, I'm good. All right, so let's go to Luke chapter 12, please. Luke chapter 12. Verse 22, Jesus speaking, and he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat, nor for the body what you shall put on it. For the life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment or clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have a storehouse nor a barn, And God feeds them. How much more are you better than the fowls? How much more are you better than a bird? Hmm. And which of you, um, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If you then be not able to do that which is the least, why do you take thought for for the rest? Amen. Um, that was 25 and 26 of Luke. Uh, listen to this New Living Translation. Verse 25. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Huh? Can all of your worries add one single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, then what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Let's say that again. Verse 26. Verse 26. 
if worry can't, cannot accomplish a little thing, what's the use of worrying over big things? Amen. To, uh, uh, the Passion Translation says, does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year in, or even one more day? So if worry adds nothing, but actually subtracts from your life, worry will subtract from your life. Why would you worry about God's care for you? When he said he'll care for you. He said he'll look after you. He's got you covered. Amen. Verse 27 in Luke, uh, Luke 12. Uh, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They spin not. I spin, Yes. <laughs> I ended up buying my own spin bike because uh, I needed to, you know, the gyms are all closed. So I had to <laughs> get something going here because if you're sitting all around the house. Then you sit all around the house. So I bought a spin bike. Praise the Lord. So they spin not, but I spin yes. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So then... Uh, if, if then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow cast into the oven, oh, how much more, how much more will he clothe you, you O oh, ye of little faith? And seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Neither shall you be of doubtful mind. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. For all of these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you have need of these things. He knows what you need. Verse 31, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added to you. Why? Because you're seeking him first, he'll give you everything else. All of these things shall be added unto you. Huh. New Living Translation, verse 29. Don't be concerned about what to eat or what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. Absolutely everything. The message says, what I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. Would you just chill out? Chill out. Don't be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. I like that. Don't be, don't be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. He wants you to be a giver. He's got you covered, so he wants you to be a blessing to others, right? Amen? People, verse 30, people don't know God and the way that he works uh, people who don't know God and the way that he works fuss over these things. But you, you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions, and you'll find all your everyday humans, uh, human concerns will be met. He will meet them. Think back all the times that he has just come. It might have been 5 to 12, but he always arrives just on time. Amen. Passion, verse 29. I repeat it. Don't let worry enter your life. Cut it off. 
Don't let it happen. Live above, listen, I love this. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. Live above your anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly Father knows your every need and He will take care of you. Each and every day, He will supply your needs as you seek His kingdom passionately above all else. Woo! That is some good stuff. And um, Luke chapter 12, um, the, the, the verse 32 and here's the title of my message. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Come on. It's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So fear not. Worry not. Don't be. Don't. Just don't. He's got you. Um, New Living Translation says, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. It gives your father great happiness. A message, don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. He wants you to give you the very kingdom itself. Passion, don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all, say that with me, all of his promises, all of his promises, all of his promises, all of his promises in him are yes and in, in, in him. Amen. So, he wants you to give you the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? I'm glad you asked that question. Because you're talking about the kingdom. So what is it? Um, let's go to uh, John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 1. Are you there? All right. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, <clears throat> a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Jesus answered and, and said unto him, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot understand the kingdom of God. He cannot discern the kingdom of God. Amplified, it said, Jesus answered in verse 3, Jesus answered and said, Surely I most solemnly tell you that unless a person is born again, born new from above, he cannot ever see, know, or be acquainted with and experience the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is an experience. It is to be experienced by us. When you know that God is going to supply all of your needs, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, if he's going to give it to you, you need to experience it. Why? So you can tell everybody else about it, how good God is. We serve a good God. Amen. Passion in verse 3 uh, said, Jesus answered, Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth. Before a person can see God's kingdom realm, they must first experience a rebirth. That's why we talked about in, in Romans 10, uh, if you confess, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you'll be born again. That Jesus is Lord. Jesus is raised from the dead. Jesus has come into your life to give you an exchanged life. 
What an opportunity. Why? So he could set you up for the kingdom realm. So he could set you up for kingdom experiences. So he wants you to have some heavenly experiences here on earth. Jesus and Jesus' prayer on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 6, please. Galatians chapter 6, verse 15. For in Christ Jesus... Neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And I read that and I said, okay, well, there's got to be more to that. So I went to a couple of different versions to, to get more um, um, clarity on this. And a new living, it says it pretty good. It says, um, it doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation, a new creature, a new creation. Amplified, for neither is circumcision now of any importance nor uncircumcision, but only a new creation. And here it is, the result of a new birth and a new nature in Christ Jesus the Messiah. A new birth, a new nature. Amen. So you know we're going to go from here, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, of course. And when I got, first got born again, well, no, <laughs> the last time when I recommitted my life to Jesus, um, my marriage was a mess. My life was a mess. And this is one of the first verses I, I, I had to latch on to. And I had to keep on telling Shirley because she knew my um, old man. And I just kept on telling her in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I had to keep telling her, that's the old man. That thing has passed. That ship has sailed. That person is no longer here anymore. And I had to tell her. And I had to tell me. Why? Because I was renewing my mind. Huh. Listen to this in Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Living Bible. When, some, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And that's what happened with me. When I said, Jesus, uh, my life was so bad. And when I hit the wall and everybody hits a wall, um, I said, Lord, <laughs> if you'll have me, take me. And he did. And... Um, Yeah, I became a new person on the inside and became a new person on the outside, too. A lot of the things I used to do, my want to's changed. And it wasn't me wanting to change them. They just changed because the new person, God started to do a work on the inside of me. And the things that I used to do, I didn't want to do anymore. I just didn't want to. just fell off. It's really cool. Listen to this in the Passion. Now. If anyone is enfolded, I like that word, enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to that old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Everything is fresh and new. So I looked up that word enfolded. It means to wrap up, to envelop, to enfold 
uh, uh, someone in a cloak to covering, uh, to cover by enclosing, to surround. And um, those of you that bake a lot, you fold um, when you're when you're when you're when you've got your mix master on and you're and you're adding ingredients, what you're doing is folding it. You're mixing them together. Why? So that they they can become one. And it's something new. You you fold in all these ingredients to make something that just the one ingredient would not make. And that's what he's doing for us. We have been folded, enfolded into Christ. We have been blended into him. Wow. What an opportunity. What a God we serve. He did this for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Please. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but it is in power. And we heard that, you know, the, the, uh, um, the word for power is dunamis. An explosive power, right? Uh, New Living says, for the kingdom of God is not a lot of talk. <laughs> it's just not a lot of talk, but it's living by God's power. The power of God. Resurrection power. Dunamis power. Explosive power. The message says, God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It is an empowered life. And we are empowered to go about in, in you know, in um, Mark uh, 16, where, where Jesus said, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel, raise the dead, lay hands on the sick. Come on, whatever, if you drink any daily thing, uh, it won't harm you. That's an empowered life. When the Holy Spirit came upon and in, what did he do? He empowered us to live beyond the fray. Above the fray. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 17. John 17. Uh, verse. Huh. Verse 20. And, and it's Jesus' prayer over us. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them all. Uh, for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them. The glory which you gave me I have given them. The glory that God gave to Jesus, Jesus gave to us. And I mean, Jesus watched some serious stuff. Amen? And he gave that to us. That they may be one, even as we are one. I and them, verse 23, you and me, that they may be made perfect or mature in one, that the world may know that you sent me, and you have loved them as you, <laughs> as you, as you have loved them as you have loved me. Wow. So we're talking about completely, back to in being enfolded, completely blended. And here's the first blended family. We're blended into him. I remember when I first met, um, when I first met Shirley and Crystal, and Crystal was only like three years old, and we started dating, and uh, then we got married. And Crystal was part of that because um, she married into my family. 
as well as Shirley did. So we're completely blended. Then we had, our, then we had a daughter uh, between Shirley and I, Candace. And so, um, and one of my first conversations with, with Crystalline was, Crystalline, you are my daughter. I chose you. I love you just as much as I love Candace. Candace, you are my daughter. Um, I didn't choose you, but you're mine. <laughs> you're ours, and I love you just as much as I love your sister. There is no difference. You will not be treated any different. And I know some people do that with their blended family. They, 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 they treat their non-biological as uh, worse than their biological, and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I said, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And uh, was it easy? No. No, there were times where it was because um, Crystalline's father was still in on the picture. And, there were, you know, there was times where um, I didn't see eye to eye with him. Praise the Lord. Um, but we made it work. And so, you know, I have two daughters. Bottom line. That's it. Hallelujah. Completely blended. Let's go to Romans chapter 14, please. Verse 17, this is so good. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You see how it's, they're, they're, it's all connected. Righteousness and peace and joy, come on, in the Holy Ghost. For he that is in these things, serves Christ as acceptable to God and approved of men. If you're walking in, come on now, if you're walking in uh, uh, righteousness, peace, and joy, it says that you'll be approved of men. Let us therefore follow after, verse 19, let us therefore follow after these things which makes for peace and uh, things which wherewith one may edify one another. New Living says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life full of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you. So who are you pleasing first? God. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Come on, let's aim for that today. We're not in the church right now. We are of the church right now, but we can still call one another and build each other up. And I know a lot of you are doing that, so thank you for doing that. Still keep in touch with everybody. See how everybody's doing. The Message Bible says, The kingdom of God isn't a matter of what we put in our stomach, for goodness sake. It is for what God does for your life as he sets it right. God sets it right. He puts it together and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. <laughs> Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone. Mm. Pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. Come on. You, you, so you, you're, you're horizontal and you're vertical. All complete. So let us agree to use all of our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Um, Nehemiah 8.10, we, we, we know this one. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you're walking in peace and joy of the Holy Ghost, you got strength. No, no, come on, no joy, no strength, right? And you can tell people that are miserably saved because they haven't laughed in a long time. And they should. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 17. 
Proverbs 17, please. Verse 22. A merry heart. Come on, we're talking about joy. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit will dry the bones. New Living, it says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Come on, it'll sap it. The Living Bible says, A cheerful heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit makes one sick. If you see people sick, you're thinking, Okay, um, what happened? Is your spirit broken right now? Passion. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. You see people that are struggling with sickness and depression, you could check them out and just see, okay, uh, um, let's do a heart check on you. Do we need to get the paddles? Clear! Hallelujah. Romans chapter 15. Can, can you handle just a couple more verses? We're, we're just getting ready to land this thing. Um, Romans 15, verse 13. Passion translation. It says, Now, may the God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you, to, fill you today to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Woo! I got to say it again. Verse Romans 15, 13. Now, may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Bam! Romans 16. Verse 20. I'm still in the passion. And the God of peace. Come on. Link this up together. And the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. And the wonderful favor of our Lord Jesus will surround you. I got to say it again because it's just that good. And the God of peace will swiftly pound Satan to a pulp under your feet. And the wonderful favor of our Lord Jesus Christ will surround you. And verse 25. Here's the last one. Are you ready? I give all my praises and glory to the one who has more than enough power to make you strong, to keep you steadfast through the promises found in the wonderful news that I preach. That is the proclamation of Jesus, the anointed one. Hallelujah. God bless you. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.